Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. Lift up your hands if you can. I'm just here just to drop some few words that will bless you because this is Christmas. Some of you have not bought your chicken yet. So I just need to just drop something there. What some of you here, maybe you, are, you don't have anything to, to really celebrate. Don't bother. Even in Bethlehem where Jesus was born, they are not celebrating tomorrow. Their celebration is in the next two months. So if his cousin and his immediate brothers are not worried about tomorrow, why is it you, a Ghanaian, you are worried? So you better calm down your mind. Even the, his own people, they are not celebrating Christmas tomorrow. Lift up your hands. So just focus on your life and leave this Christmas stuff. Say this word in the name of Jesus. Can I hear your voice? In the name of Jesus. I declare right now I have access to light, light, light. All I need to become, all I am destined to be, I access it now. I access it now. I access it now. I access it now. Now, in the next 20 seconds, just lift up your hand and say something to God. Just speak something. Just speak. If you can speak in tongues, speak something. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we exalt your name. Be glorified and be exalted. King of kings and Lord of lords. Pali kalambrashide alabator. Manda lurotia bakatala batuya basha. Zendo loto shiki in the kabalaba. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Can somebody give me an amen wherever you are? Look at it, somebody by your left, by your right, and say, Congratulations. I see you moving higher. I see you changing levels. I see you changing levels. I see you changing levels. Hallelujah. So before you take your seat, I want you to just relax and enjoy God. Once you are at the oracle place, you are in the place of transformation. You are in the place of encounter. You are in the place of manifestation. Because manifestation is more expensive than conception. It is when a woman is getting, you know, when she's conceiving a baby, she smiles. But when she's about to manifest it out, bet. She frowned her face. 
Because to, to, to deliver, to manifest, takes more than to be inputted or to be impacted. So it is cheaper to have inspiration. It's cheaper to have, you know, insight. But to go to sight, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And that is why when Prof was talking to Dr. Bernard, I said to be faithful. Because it's easier to have faith than to be faithful. Because faith is a gift. But faithfulness is responsibility. Am I talking to somebody here? So you receive the gift of faith. Yes, it's a gift from God. It's freely given. Uh, but faithfulness is not a gift. Uh, you don't even receive impartation of faithfulness. Just like the way brain is a gift, but intelligence is not. Yes, it's not. It's not. It's not. Salvation is a gift, but ministry is not. It is for the work of the ministry. Ministry is work. Uh, yes. Salvation is not by work, but ministry. Discipleship is by work. In fact, Jesus said, greater work than this shall you do. And that is why whatever victory, whatever they have declared here, faith is only energy that is inputted in them. But it will only come to pass by faithfulness. By faithfulness. Because until you are responsible, until you are responsible, whatever it is that God promised by his mercy, it will look like a mirage. It will look like an illusion. Because to be responsible is to respond to the ability that is inputted in you. That's what we call it responsibility. That is an ability that you have to respond to. You have to consciously work it out. And that is why I declare to you once again, added to his declaration to you, Bennett, and to you, Vera. Capacity, unusual strength and energy to move from the third floor of marriage to the ninth floor, to cloud 12, to move higher and higher in terms of your mental prowess, in terms of your emotions, in terms of finances, in terms of your spirituality. All it takes to take charge of the leadership of your household to bring it into the place that God destined it to be. As declared here by your spiritual father. I join my voice to say to you. What it takes to move to that height. I add my voice and I say receive it. And I say have it. Watch out. Unusual doors we open to you. Great doors we open to you. And I also pray for you that God will give you enough time. Enough time to speak with your wife. Not only to your wife, but with your wife. Because what keeps a home is when the husband talks with his wife, not to his wife. Because 90% of husbands talk to their wife, but not with their wife. When you talk to your wife, it is instructional conversation. But when you talk with your wife, it's called communion. It is called bonding. It is called dare. So I pray God will give you grace because I know it's not easy in America for men to talk with their wife because the greatest commodity that is so scarce to get in America is time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. But nobody has time. Everybody, you have to create it. You have to make it available and get it done. So I pray God will give you that grace to talk with her. And lastly, please, Protect your woman because when Satan wants to fight Adam and fight God, 
He didn't bother about Adam. Satan knew that the woman is the arrival airport through which all mankind will come to the world. Every man that lives in eternity, coming to time, there is an airport called the woman. That is the terminal. We are all men, land. Every man will come to this world through a woman. So Satan went to that terminal, the arrival hall, and distorted it. So that every man that is arriving is distorted in the woman. So Satan will always fight the channels, the platform in which God gave you as a tool for oppression. Whether it is ministry, whether it is business, whether it is politics, anything in this life, your future, your next phase, your next movement, Satan will go there and detort, detort it. So protect the channel. Protect the arrival channel. That is why every father must invest more on his children. Because your future is not in God. Your future is in your seed. The blessings of Abraham is in two. I will bless you, Abraham, but I will make your seed great. So the greatness of Abraham is not on Abraham. It's on his children. You are not great because you build a great house. You are not great because you work with great men. You are not great because you have great achievement. You are great because your children, you make them great. Because if you lose them, then you are a failure in life. So to create time for the womb, the platform, that terminal called the woman, and your seed, your children. Because everything you are working, everybody will leave you. Your friends will leave you. Your clients will leave you. But there are things that will not leave you. There are people that will not leave you. And that is your children. We will only know who's failed and who succeeded when you are taking your exit. Whether you will hand over your legacy, your impact to foolish or wise children. That will now define whether you wasted your time on this planet or you are just busy. I pray that your children will be greater than you. I pray that they will be mightier than you. I pray that they will make you proud. In the name of Jesus. Can you take your seat and clap your hands as you have your seat? I've taken almost 10 minutes of my time. I have just 30 minutes, but 10 minutes is gone. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, quickly. 9 verse 6. We're in the Christmas season. Let me just drop something down. I will just drop some scattered truth. Just speak what you can. Isaiah 9 6. Thank you, Jesus. Is it there? For unto us a child is what? Is born. Unto us a son. Thank you. Is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Somebody is born, somebody is given. Someone is born, someone is given. Don't bother whether Jesus was born on December 25th. Or is born March, or is born February. What matters? The date of his arrival, it is not what transforms us. It is the purpose and the gift in him. 
I don't care whether my wife is born in July or she's born in October. All that matters to me is that let me have a wife that will make me happy. Let me have a wife that can cook well. Let me have a wife that can regulate and manage my temperature and change the atmosphere of my life. Whether she was born July or October, even if the birthday has 17 error, that is not, I didn't fall in love with the date of arrival. I fall in love with the woman. I didn't give my life to the date of Jesus' birth. We gave our life to the Christos. Whether you, are, whether you manufacture that dress in the morning or in the evening, that doesn't matter. As long as it fits you and size you, that is what should matter. So let's take our minds off from useless and stupid questions. When is it actually born? Is Jesus actually born December 25th or is born March? The date is not what matters. What matters is, is he the one that God sent? So therefore, unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. Listen to me carefully in five minutes. Somebody is born and someone is given. As many that receive him, John 1.12, Power is given to them to become sons of God. Sons of God. Sons of God. I told you here sometime that I came here and I said, those of you who read biology and those of you who are into health, that is what is called chromosomes. And I told you those tissues that help to make you who you are and to look the way you look. And you are told that you have 46 chromosomes. 23 from your father, 23 from your mom. Those things that make you look the way you look. And I told you because of the chromosomes. If your father is tall and is dark in color. And your mother is tall and dark in color. And you are born short as a dwarf. And you are fair in color. Having eyes like you are from Morocco. And your ears is coiling and coiling. As if you are from you know, you know, Tunisia. I know God works in mysterious ways, but that mystery must be investigated. That mystery has to be checked. We have to check that miracle. I know our God is a God that does things in a strange way, but there are some miracles. You need a DNA test. There are some miracles. The elders from your village need to ask questions. Uh, you know, what manner of child is this? That there is nothing about him that look like the father or the mother. That is why you, even though man is made in the image of God and in the likeness of God, but physically speaking, you are like your father or like your dad. That is why some of you, you took your mother's color, you took your father's height. Some of you, you took your father's anger, but you took your mother's hiding food and hiding things. You know, we men, we don't hide. It is women who hide. All the men, if you agree, say yes. I, because since I am the electoral officer, I need to rig this election. Am I talking to somebody here? There are some of you here, I'm telling you, your stinginess comes from your mom. Some of you, your stinginess comes from your father. Well, there are some of you here, when you get angry, you talk, 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 talk. Check it. It's either that is how your mom talks or that is how your dad talks. It is called the functions of chromosomes. So you pick some from your father. You pick some from your mother. So there's an argument all over the world. Jesus is not God. Jesus is man. He called himself son of man. Then he said, I am my father. I won. And there's a confusion 
happened in Christmas? If he's God, do you give birth to God? If he's God, does God go to toilet? If Jesus is God, does God drink juice? If Jesus is God, how manage God borrowed a boot? If Jesus is God, how manage when the Pharisees took stone and Jesus dodged? How can the creator dodge from the creature? So the Muslims, the Buddhists, the Hare Krishnas, the Baha'i faith, different religions all over the world, they say these so-called Christians are crazy. Now, even in the midst of Christians these days, there is confusion all over the world. No, Jesus is God. No, he is not God. No, God is God. God is not. Confusion everywhere. And when you look at the matter logically, there seems to be correct. When you look at it again vertically, you are confused. When you look at it again horizontally, you are now we are both confused and convinced. When you look at it biblically, you say, anyway, I, even though I cannot really explain it, I just believe it in Jesus' name. So, you find yourself in the middle. But the question there is, Dr. Dauda Mewazi, is Jesus God? What makes someone to be called God? Isaiah prophesied before this. He said, a virgin, a virgin will not meet a man and she will be pregnant. That, that statement does not make sense to all health science students. Those who are studying medicine, nursing, a virgin will not meet a man and she will be pregnant. That means the semen will not leave out of his place and there will not be a United Nations conference between the semen and the ovary and the, ovary and the egg. Because we have children, so I'm using King James original version English to speak some things. Because am I talking to somebody here? This is the oracle place where you speak English in English. And you will not still find the English you are speaking in the English. That is why am I talking to somebody here? Yes, of course. So Isaiah saw it. He said, a virgin shall be, shall be pregnant. That means she will be pregnant and yet her virginity will be intact. It's like saying, yam, yam, or cassava will be roasted and it will still be growing. It's like saying, there will be a rice plant. The rice will be cooked as Ghana jollof, jollof rice, but it will still be growing and it's jollof. It's like saying somebody will be a student and it will still be a lecturer. And it's like saying that will be the richest man and the poorest infused together. No wonder Paul looked at it and said, great is the mystery of godliness. When it comes to godliness, he says it's a mystery. Unto us a child is born. So God who is just. Please, I want you to understand. When we talk about God as holy, it simply means even though God is love, but God will not tamper with his justice system. He had is a judge of a high court and the only son he has committed murder. And that judge is not corrupt. 
And if the judge is going to act based on the constitution that made him who he is, and if he's to act and he's to remain a just, just judge, that we give justice, even though the love in the chief judge, we want to free his son. But the judge have to choose losing the son that he loved and maintaining his status, his image as a just judge who must give justice. If you use the love only in him the other way, he will save his son, but he will destroy the justice system. The son will be saved because he loved the son. Then he will bend the law. Yes, we will now call him a powerful judge, but not a righteous judge. So here is God having a dilemma. Either to use love to save man and bend his words. But because when God started his journey, we call him the almighty God. But God now, now decided to elevate his word above himself. So now, the actual almighty, it is the word of God. He said, for I, the almighty God, have exalted my words above myself. So that means even God have to obey his word. And God said, I am ready to tell you how serious I take my word. Heaven, with all its glory, earth, with all the treasures, I'm ready to lose it for an altar of my word to fail. I am the one that told man, the day you eat this tree, you shall die. So you see, the word death does not proceed from Satan. The first person to pronounce the word death in the Bible is not man. It's not God. It's God. It's God. So God said, the day you eat, you will die. So the, the word die was first mentioned by God. So God is the one who first mentioned the word die. Then the instruction, God did not say, the day you eat, Satan will kill you. He said, the day you eat, you will die. God now said, now that man has destroyed everything that I have given to him, I am going to bring another arrangement to rescue man, not to give man what he lost, but to give him something higher. And if you want to know what man on, you know, lost, you must go back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 27, and you go down to Genesis chapter 2 up to verse 18, 19. That is why the actual story of Christmas is very much in Genesis, not even in Matthew. Because Christmas, the birth of Jesus, that was when the Redeemer arrived. But you will never know why he came until you go back to the problem that made him come. And until you understand the problem, 
you will not understand and appreciate the solution. So what power did man have? Rule over the earth, subdue the earth, capture the earth, take over the earth. God never gave the first man to rule over the heavens. God never gave the first Adam to rule over the heavens. He is to rule the earth, subdue the earth. Are you with me here? And to fill the earth. So the power of the first Adam is over the earth. So when Jesus came as the second Adam, even though, you know, scriptures call it, Paul called him last Adam. Apostle Paul called him last Adam. But I have my take. I know that there is another thought Adam that Jesus created. Because when Jesus came, Paul called him the last Adam who died and redeemed the first Adam. Then as the last Adam, according to Paul, was living, the last Adam turned around and looked at a group of 12 people. They called them the apostles. And he says, I'm going to raise another breed of people. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are now new. Now, Jesus said, as the Father sent me the last Adam, I am sending you. And greater work than this shall you do. So right now, you are another Adam, but of the species of Christ. And you are, the authority you have, the first Adam, have authority over the earth. But you, 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 you have authority over the earth and heaven. The last Adam, Jesus said, all power on earth and in heaven has been given to me. He said, but now I am leaving the sin. But there is greater work still to be done. And I need to give you power. So he restored power to me and you. Not the type of power in Genesis 1, 26, 27. Because the power of Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28 is to subdue the earth, rule over the earth, fill the earth. But the one Christ gives me and you that we are celebrating today as Christmas is the power to control heaven, to regulate edge, to deal with the firmament, to deal with spirits, to deal with environment. So that is why am I talking to somebody here? If any man goes to heaven right now, asking heaven to intervene, heaven will answer you, but heaven will send you down on earth to meet another species of Adam in the class of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody here? As the Father sent me, so I send you. In fact, greater work than this, than this, the one I, the Christians, have done, shall you, 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 you do, you do. So here you are waiting for healing. Meanwhile, you have been designed to be a healer. Here you are right now, hoping that God will show you mercy. Meanwhile, mercy is loaded in you. You are to, am I talking to somebody here? So you are now a conveyor. You are a vessel. You are an instrument through which right now the heavens operate. Can I say this to you? How God anointed Jesus with who? The Holy Ghost and what? And power. He went about doing good. So Jesus moved with the power of the Holy Ghost. But look at it. Jesus said, if any man receive me, I and my father, 
shall abide in you. Am I correct? And then, and then you, you hear you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Then the Father and the Son are in you. So the three Godheads right now are operating their program on earth through you. The first Adam did not have that. Even when Jesus came, he has the Father directing him. The Holy Ghost energizing him. But the Father and the Son are in you. And the Holy Ghost energizes you. That means you are untouchable. You are unkillable. You can't be stopped. You can't be killed. You cannot be silenced. No power on earth can ever, ever shut you down. You are too much for satanic kingdom. You, have, you cannot be squeezed. You can't be boxed. There used to be some class of people that you can put them in a bottle you can put them in a cage but not you not you not you not you yes not you not you not you you are bigger than the Atlantic you are bigger than your city you are here to help you are here to restore you are here to rescue you are here to change things am I talking to somebody here the whole world is waiting for God while God and this nation are waiting for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, and for me. I see you rising. I see you changing the times. I see nations smiling because of you. I see you manifesting the purpose of Christ in your life. Can I hear an amen that have life? If your amen is from your heart, I am asking right now an unusual unction unusual capacity receive it right now in the name of Jesus so prof it will be illegal it will never be legal for Jesus to come as full spirit that means his flesh body soul spirit to defeat Satan he has to come the way the first Adam came. The first Adam prof. He has the jacket called flesh from dust. But the spirit in him is the breath of God. The first Adam exists without intercourse. The first Adam came without sex. The first Adam came without any woman going for any antenatal. So Jesus must come outside intercourse he must come outside sexual intercourse so that the justice system of god can take place so that god will not just be powerful but he will be powerful and just he'll be powerful and right he'll be powerful and just so therefore jesus now came and he need jacket he need a jacket just like the way the first Adam need a jacket, dust. So Jesus landed in Mary's womb just to pick a jacket. Because it is illegal for any spirit entity to operate in the terrestrial without a body. 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 And that is why when God was running the first, when the first court was on session, when Satan and the serpent, Eve and Adam, we are in the court, and God now passed the first judgment on earth. He said, the Messiah that will come, even though he is God, but he will be called the seed of the woman. Now, if you look at that word, the seed of the woman, seed does not come from a woman. 
Seed comes from a man. Women don't have seed. So why do you call him seed of the woman? Because the woman will carry seed, but not from a man. It will be from God. Just like the way the first Adam, the first Adam, the first Adam, he is both God and woman. Because it is not the semen of a human being that make him exist. So Jesus also has to come. That power of the highest that breathed into him, that is God. That part of him is what is called the Christ. And that is why we mistakenly call him Jesus Christ. That is not the name. When you say Jesus Christ, it makes Christ to look like, this, like the sole name of Jesus. It is Jesus the Christ, not Jesus Christ. You don't say Johnson Kwame. That new, okay, which one is first name and last name? When you say Jesus Christ, it looks like, okay, Jesus' first name is Jesus. Then last name, Christ. So Christ is not the last name of Jesus. Christ is the divinity. It's God. But Jesus is man. Jesus is a man. The flesh, the jacket who wore. Because he went, he used the restroom. He put on clothes. Jesus went to school. His parents paid school fees. How do I know? He grew in wisdom. Grew in knowledge. If Jesus grew, because God doesn't grow. If you are growing, it means somebody is your mentor. If you are growing, it means you have a teacher. If you are growing, it means you have a boss. If you are growing, it means somebody put you through. If you are growing, it means somebody mark your screen. So who is Jesus? Jesus, it is the jacket that Christ put on, on his journey to earth. So who is Jesus? Jesus is a Jew. Christ is God. Who is Jesus? Jesus is a man who come to teach Elbanat, Mewazi, who come to teach you and I how to live the glorified life. How to live in two worlds at the same time. How to operate in the world of the spirit and in the world of the natural. Who is Jesus? But because you will be confused to live it. So he has to live for 33 years on earth. So watch the way he lives his life. And learn how to live the life that God has inputted in you. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? So we are here to celebrate the mystery of godliness. We are here to celebrate when the creator become a creature. We are here to, to celebrate when the creator who became a creature and who in turn empower creatures to operate as creators. We are here to celebrate the gift of God who now empower you by Christmas so that you that is weak, that is sick, that is down can now leave this place as a changer of nations. Stretch your right hand if you can. I decree and I declare. I feel like blessing somebody. When he arrived, businessmen, the Magi, like the Bill Gates of his days, traveled for about 18 days and said, we saw his star and we are here to worship him and to honor him. I decree and I declare, let that invisible light that spiritual magnet 
that God has placed around you not to attract foolish people, not to attract vultures, not to attract snakes, not to attract scorpions, but to attract destiny kingdom builders. Wherever your helpers of destiny are, let the light, that star that follows you. Joseph said, I see my star. I command right now, let your star from today begin to magnet, attract, and bring to you all those that will strengthen you, all those that will help you, all those that will energize you. Wherever they are, let them see your star and let them come. Give me an amen that have life. Give me an amen that have life. Give me an amen that have life. Lastly, stretch your hands here. Prof, before I hand over this mic to you, as powerful as Jesus is, John the Baptist even affirmed his authority. He said, I am not worthy, John, to even lose the lace of his sandals. But Jesus knew that he's higher than John. Jesus still submits to John. Allowed John to baptize him. And John introduced him. Prof, as powerful as Jesus is, from the day he was born, the moment the angel announced his arrival, there was never a time we saw in scripture and the heavens opened for Jesus. God did not open the heavens until John submit. Until Jesus submit to John. So John the Baptist is the pastor of Jesus. But John is not the pastor of Christ. John the Baptist is the senior pastor of Jesus. Because he prepared the way. John the Baptist smoothened the road for Jesus to walk so that Jesus can carry Christ to teach humanity what Christ come to offer. And that is why when John saw Jesus coming to be baptized, John said, no, 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 no. You are God. You are the Redeemer. You are the Savior. No, no, no. I am supposed to give myself to you to baptize me. Jesus said, no. I understand it. This is the rule of engagement. Let's fulfill righteousness. What is the meaning of that? Jesus is saying, I am righteous, but I need fulfillment. For me to be fulfilled, I must submit to you. So no matter how anointed and how gifted you are, you must have a John that must hold you and immerse you into the water. And what is water? Water can stand for anointing, and water can stand for the spoken word, and water can stand for the written word. The spirit of the Lord move upon the waters. My word is like the rain. So water means word. Water means revelation. Water means instruction. Jesus said, I am the water of life. But John have to immerse Jesus. So I plead with you, as you get ready to cross into 2024, if you are not committed to any pastor, Stop that, stop that disastrous adventure. Find your John and submit. 
if you are a Mary, even though you are the mother of Jesus, even though the angel held you, held Mary, you must meet Elizabeth. Elizabeth did not, God did not tell Elizabeth to go and meet Mary. He told Mary to go and meet Elizabeth. Even though what Mary carries is higher than what Elizabeth carries. Forget about your gift and how powerful you are. How much money you have. Forget about the degrees you have. God can send you to bow to someone that you are bigger than. The best somebody can, can help you out. He can be a bicycle rider and you can own five jets. You are to bow to him and get it there. And I say this as I close. People of God, as you walk out of this door, why you need a pastor? Those of you that are coming maybe because of this wedding, this is also a good place. You can be tutored. If you just come to this place for the first time in your life, this is one of the finest church you can be tutored. This is one of the finest place you can be disciple. You know why? No matter the power that you have in you, this is my last words to you. You need an experience, an encounter before you can manifest your full program. Because this is my advice for you. Never confront your Pharaoh if you have not experienced the burning bush. God bless you. As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233-234-077-788. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, Spirit Life Revival Ministries, The Oracle's Place on Facebook, and at Spirit Life TH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more of such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace, and peace of our Lord be with you always.